Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Well, our week was very exciting. This week's going to be exceptionally exciting. Uh, all these money bills that have to be passed in Washington or may not even be offered. Who's getting along with who? Who isn't talking to who? Who's being a pig? Who isn't being a pig? Uh, we're going to travel around a bit in exploring these things tonight. We're, we're going to be in Washington, D.C., and to Detroit, and to Wisconsin, and Arizona, New York, and Key West. Now, I want to start with the obstructionists, the people who may very well help to defeat Joe Biden's $3.5 trillion uh, social infrastructure. Uh, The country needs it. It would be a great thing. Uh, Legislation of the sort that Biden is proposing hasn't been experienced in this country since the 1930s when Franklin Delano Roosevelt became president. But there are people today who object, like there were people then who objected to Roosevelt's plan. Let me talk about who I see as the primary people who are objecting, okay? And let me say there are four of them. There's two individuals and two groups. That it's their way or the highway. That seems to be their guiding light. My way or the highway. And they're holding up the whole Congress of the United States, the President, and are, with all due respect, denying, depriving, and screwing the American public. And I refer specifically to Joe Manchin, Senator, Democratic Senator from West Virginia, Kristen Sinema, Democratic Senator from Arizona, the House Progressives, Democrats, and the Republicans in the United States Senate. Okay. So here's the story. They all want it one way, their way, no way, okay? And they're prepared to bring the government down if they don't get their way. I think some of them don't want it even their way. They just don't want it, and not for their personal interests, but they represent people and positions that don't like this $3.5 trillion bill, primarily corporate America and the rich, because Biden says this bill is going to be paid for in advance. It's not going to be like when uh, Trump uh, gave the big tax cut to the rich. He never said, and he never found where the money was going to come from to pay for giving the tax cut to the rich. So it ended up coming out of your taxpayer dollars and mine. Uh, Biden says, no, I'm going to find a way to come up with $3.5 trillion to pay for it, and he's got it in his bill. But one of the things he says is the corporations have to pay a little more, and the rich have to pay a little more because they've been getting away with murder. You know, uh, Bezos, Bezos, owner of Amazon, uh, the guy's a billionaire, billionaire. He may be a trillionaire. Who knows? And he's done a great job with Amazon. He's never, Amazon's never paid a penny in taxes. Uh, 
Trump never paid taxes, but he paid $750. Some people, uh, if they don't have to pay taxes, just pay a, a perfunctory $750. Don't ask me why, but that's what the law says. Uh, and there are so many wealthy people in this country never pay taxes. General Electric hasn't paid taxes in years, okay? Uh, and so I don't understand why these people are complaining. When people are out of work, people don't have enough food to eat, they can't pay their rent, they're being evicted out of their homes. We're crazy in this country. we got the worst type people leading us. All right, let's start with uh, Joe Manchin, okay? He's on a trip. I'm talking about a mental trip. He's happy. He's a big guy. After all, let's face it, whoever heard of Joe Manchin <laughs> until Biden became president and the United States Senate was evenly split with the Republicans 50-50, but the Democrats would control because under the Constitution we give the vice president of the United States one vote in a tie situation. So if Biden says, hey, I can't vote for this, even with uh, Carmela Harris's VP vote, no bill is going to pass. That's how tight it is. And we got two people who are playing a game here. We got Kristen Sinema. Uh, but let me stay with Joe Biden for a moment. He's never been in this position before. The whole world, the whole world, not just the United States, looks at Joe Manchin's position every day, not Joe Biden, Joe Manchin's position every day, okay? They want to see where he is. You know, I don't know where he stands. He's been at this two, three months, this bill. Every day he's got a new reason why he can't vote for it, okay? Uh, forget too expensive. Uh, I don't know if he's still on that track, but every day. His real reason is, after all, he represents West Virginia. It's coal country. And the bill is anti-coal, no question about it. It's for uh, it's money to support climate control. Going to start cleaning up the environment. And the first way you do it is you got to get rid of the carbon emissions, which come from the coal uh, that burns, that comes from the coal mines in West Virginia. So he's got to protect his people. Understood. Understood. If that was the valid reason or the only reason, let me put it that way. I'll tell you what I think the reason is, because we never heard of this guy before. All of a sudden, he's a big man, and he's exercising his power with a lot of bullshit excuses. No one ever talks in the media about the fact that Joe Biden owns two coal companies in West Virginia since the mid-'80s, okay? Uh, it's... Enter Systems, E-N-E-R-S-Y-S-T-E-M-S, Enter Systems, Inc., and Farmington, Farmington Resources. Now, since he's become a senator, he was governor, he uh, has turned the businesses over to his family, especially his son, to run. Uh, I will say this, based on filing statements, which the law required that he file as a United States senator. He's making money off of these companies, especially uh, Enter Systems. Uh, it, it takes dirty coal, which nobody wants, and he processes it somehow, and he sells it to small coal companies who can use the dirty coal to do whatever they're doing. And this is 
how he's made several millions of dollars over the year, and he says it in the disclosure forms. And uh, he's going to be making more, but he doesn't really know what he's making anymore uh, because he's in a blind trust. You become a senator, your money goes into a blind trust. Uh, So he doesn't know. Well, I say I think that's a lot of bullshit, too, because his son's running the company, been doing it for years. Don't tell me that father and son don't sit at a dinner table some Sundays and the son says, Dad, and he comes up with some problem or some situation. I can't believe over a period of 11 years, these two have never conversed about the family business. Reality is reality. Life is life, all right? So no one talks about it. Where is it on the media? Well, I'm going to share with you something I saw tonight. Lo and behold, for the first time tonight, I saw mention of the sources of his income on television. Uh, It was Ari, what's his name, from 6 to 7 o'clock on MSNBC, and he had six lines that he put up on the screen, uh, and it was something about Joe Biden. uh, And the first four lines were stuff we already knew. He, He doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. But the last two lines said we should explore, in effect said, we should explore uh, the sources of his wealth. And these are my words. I don't have verbatim here. Uh, the only problem was, Ari read the first four lines, never read those last two lines, which is something I've been harping on for a month. Look at the guy's money, because I believe those two coal companies influence his judgment in this situation also. And, you know, you talk about bipartisanship with this guy. For three months, he's been talking bipartisanship. You can do it. We can cross the aisle. He was going to bring everybody together. He's done a hell of a job. (laughs) Do you see the Senate Republicans bipartisan in any fashion at all, in any way at all? No way, all right? Buck fight on everything. So... He must understand by now, you can't get bipartisanship. That was his first excuse. We don't hear that anymore. And I would say to him, the excuse is gone. It didn't work. Jump on board with Joe Biden. He's trying to save the country. Be a hero. Save it with him. Don't destroy the country. Don't hurt the people who need certain things today. This is the first time in years they can get either equal or ahead a little bit. So now let me move on to Kristen Cinema. Uh, I ain't pro, I ain't impressed with this lady. Uh, let me tell you something. Very attractive woman. Seems to be very conservative, very quiet, unassuming. But let me start this way. She is cashing in. She is cashing in. I'm saying it straight and clear. She is cashing in on her opportunity to benefit financially. Okay by opposing the $3.5 trillion uh, social infrastructure bill. Now, why am I saying this? This afternoon, and this was was on the Internet last night, they were talking about it. This afternoon, there was a fundraising uh, group. They had a party in New York cocktail, not in New York, in Washington, uh, by five lobbying groups who have supported her and do support her, and 
had asked her to oppose, and she said she does oppose, the $3.5 trillion bill, okay? She's opposed to it. And in front of the whole world, the invitations went out. These five lobbying groups, and everybody knows they represent big corporations, uh, and uh, she had a cocktail party today. She went. The cocktail was thrown by these lobbyists for her to raise money for her. I assume to keep opposing the $3.5 trillion bill because she has also said to her close Democratic associates uh, in the last few weeks, she is opposed. She is opposed to paying for the $3.5 trillion bill by taxing, by raising the taxes on the corporations and rich people. Well, if she won't let Biden do that, neither going to let them pay for the whole thing. And when they get done raising, paying a few more dollars in taxes, it won't be bad because we got so many millionaires today, corporate-wise and personally. It'll be nothing to these guys, but it will help so many people. So she's a two-face. She's a Democrat, but she supports uh, corporate America and the rich. Why, why, why would she attend today? a fundraiser in her name, sponsored, provided for her by these five lobbying groups. Why would they throw the party today for her, knowing the votes coming up this week or next week? Uh, the world's going to know. They want the world to know this is where she stands. So Biden isn't going to get her vote. I hope he's got a Republican vote out there, but I doubt it, Okay. Now, that's the story about her bad girl, bad girl. Let's talk about the House progressives. They are all Democrats. There's about 60 of them. And they're saying, and Joe Sanders, uh, I'm sorry, um, Sanders, the senator from uh, Vermont, uh, he is saying, hey, he's been fighting for years. Okay, Bernie Sanders has been fighting for years. Uh, to get certain things for people. He is a liberal, an extreme liberal, an extreme progressive. Uh, and you never get anywhere. You get a little bit here and a little bit there. It's time for the big one, he said. And you got a lot of new people in Congress, young people. They're hot to go. They want to do something. They're in Washington to accomplish something. And so they support this $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill. And they say, they say, if you don't, let us vote for the $3.5 trillion and support it. And they're saying this to the Republicans, too. We're not voting for the $1.9 trillion infrastructure bill for highways and bridges and everything else. Uh, because about two months ago, the Republicans promised. It was on, in the newspaper, on the Internet. They're still talking about it today. The Republicans promised that the vote would be one, the, the two bills would be voted on at the same time, because those progressives don't trust the Republican senators, and you can't blame them. They're two-faced on the, uh, the other house. Uh, but what they're doing, these progressives, is they're hurting Joe Biden with one of the greatest pieces of legislation I told you in the last 90, 80, 90 years, legislation for the people, not for the businesses and corporations in America. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I think of the four groups I, I'm nailing, the progressives are the ones that will capitulate and support the president in the end. 
because they're that kind of people. Uh, I doubt that they say mansion may. I don't know. Sanu ain't. It was, I'm sorry, not Sanu. Cinema isn't. Uh, so I don't know where they go, even if Manchin does. But let's go to the Republicans. They're very easy for me to describe. Think about what I'm going to say. They are useless Republicans. They are a, a destructive force. They are a dying entity. And follow this. They're playing out their last hurrah. Yes, my friends, the Republican Party because of Donald Trump, was being destroyed big time. Instead of now he's out of office and the Republicans saying, all right, we're going to run the party, they're letting Trump run the party, and not realizing, i got to tell you, I can't believe they understand this, that he's taking them, them down the path of destruction. He is the Pied Piper and they are following him blindly. Okay? And by 2004, 2008... Ten years from now, 15 definitely, there is not going to be a Republican Party as we knew it 20 years ago or even today. They will be a very small force, a very small number of people, uh, and they will be third in the country because another party will get started by that time, which will be number two. And that's the story, and these are the people I don't like, I don't trust, et cetera, et cetera. Now... Ryder Cup, greatest golf I've seen in a long time. If you're a golf fan, you had to love the Ryder Cup this past weekend. Uh, the United States won first time. I think this is the first time in, let's see, in 18 years they've won twice. They won this time. The score 19 to 9. That's the biggest victory by either the United States or Europe ever. Uh, and they played terrific. Let me tell you, they played absolutely terrific. Uh, it was exciting. I watched it for three days. Uh, it was exciting. That's all I can tell you. And it's probably set the standard for what's going to come in the next 10 years. Most, if not, other than one or two players on the United States team, and they're 12, they're all kids. I think six or eight are in their 20s, two or 24 years old, and they've already won major tournaments like the PGA or U.S. Open or something like that. They played fantastic, these kids. Uh, they, they, they were hitting the ball 350, 400, 420 yards. All of them, on one occasion or the other, dropped a 40, 50-foot putt. Several and 20-foot putts were nothing. Uh, the golf game has changed, and you have longer hitters and more precise hitters. And the reason is the clubs are better. They are made uh, maybe with titanium or something else, so you get a cleaner hit at the ball. The ball goes farther because of the face of the club. It's the way the club is produced today. Even the ball is better manufactured today than in the days, for example, of Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus. Uh, that ball will go farther, it'll go straighter, it doesn't hook, it doesn't slice. Big deals. Uh, they work out every day. You don't see any bodies like Jack Nicholas, and I have no disrespect for him. He was the golfer of his time. But he had a pot. Very visible. These guys, on the American side, don't have pots. They get up every day and they go to the gym. They have a gym in their home or they got a trailer in the backyard and they work out every day. Their bodies are taut and tight. 
They're on special diets. They each have a psychiatrist or a psychologist of their own because the pressure of golf has become known, and these guys need that type of professional help to get them out of it when they get screwed up to straighten them out and keep them on the straight and narrow. Uh, what more could you ask for? They're fantastic. I have never seen such long drives. I have never seen, never seen putting like this. And I'm going to tell you something else. They were chipping from under trees and out of the woods and putting that ball within a foot or two feet of the pin. Impossible shots. Absolutely impossible. Great golf. God bless them all. Now, let's see, where am I here? Ford. The Ford company is to be respected, admired, and everything else. It was announced yesterday that Ford will build four new plants. Four new plants. They're going solely into the electrical car business. Three of the plants are going to be for electrical automobiles, and the fourth will be for trucks. They are doing this in conjunction with a supplier uh, from South Korea uh, involved in the construction of the four plants and fitting them. It's $11.4 billion, and these four plants will create 11,000 new jobs, 11,000 new jobs. God bless you, Ford. Thank you, Ford. We need more of this in this country. And, you know, let's face it, the rich got the money. Ford automobile companies are rich today. Uh, some are in bad shape, but Ford's not in bad shape. And they've got the wisdom to know they've got to go electric. They're going that way. And in so doing, they're, they're benefiting not themselves, but the working people in this country. Uh, you know, the economic poor, the economic middle class, they are helping everyone. Ah, I love this one. We're going into the Bible, my friends. And did you ever hear of the mark of the beast? The mark of the beast. Okay. And this has to do with coronavirus and the vaccine. People, have, The people who don't want to take the vaccine have come up with all kinds of excuses. Here's the newest one. It's just come up. Within a month, many people will be claiming this. The mark of the beast is in the Bible, in the book of Revelations. It is 13, colon, 16 to 18. Uh, and the belief is, or it's being pitched out there by some religious fanatics and nuts, that the mark of the beast come, well, it comes also from the vaccine. It's the Antichrist who is promoting it. And this is how he's getting followers through the vaccine. In other words, the Antichrist is the devil. He's in, and that's all in the book of Revelations. He was coming, and he's here. And uh, the vaccine's going to mark your body, too. I don't understand this because I haven't seen it yet, but the number 666, either on your forehead or on your right hand. Uh, but then some people say maybe we won't get the mark because you're not going to get the mark. This is all bullshit. But anyhow... They're not people, and they're primarily the far, far right religious groups, some evangelical groups, and a group of far right Protestants who haven't been that extreme with other situations. Again, 
the vaccine comes from the mark of the beast and uh and it's behind it is the uh the the antichrist because the end of the world is upon us you also believe this if you believe what's contained in the book of revelations uh and this is an issue based on values and morals has nothing to do with science because this whole thing with the vaccine has nothing to do with science as far as they are concerned. Uh, and uh, let's see what else we got on this here. The, uh, let's see, bear with me for a minute. I had a catastrophe today just before I started the show. I was drinking water from a puddle and I slipped. I have to get a new computer, uh, uh, my, my, what do you call it, the plate, from which I type, it, it's broke, and my notes are all dark black, I use a gel pen, and uh, I'm working off these notes, so I hesitate a bit, because it's hard for me to read some of my notes here, uh, so that's the basic story. I can't read all of my notes. I got seven pages of them on this. It's that the vaccine is the mark of the beast, which comes into your body through the Antichrist, through the vaccine promoted by the Antichrist. And no one wants to be identified with evil, and that is what it will be. And these religious groups, especially in on the Republican side of the table, they don't want anything to do with that. Uh, they don't want the devil in their bloodstream, in their bodies, so they're not going to get the shots, okay? Uh, and that's the way it goes. Uh, we, of course, know, I know, I believe, no, I don't know anything, I believe that the COVID-19 vaccine or any of the vaccines involved have nothing to do with any of this garbage about the mark of the beast, the Antichrist, and so far. Uh, now, expect, from what I've read, expect in the next couple of weeks to start hearing about this over the media, over the Internet, over television, in the radio. Uh, it's going to be the social media. Social media is because it's going to promote this as they promoted other things that are false and not correct. Okay? And that's the story about Mark of the Beast, the Antichrist. Uh, moving on here. Do you know that 78% of the Republicans, registered Republicans in the United States, and I repeat the number, 78% of registered public Republicans believe today that Biden lost the election. Would you believe that? 78% of Republicans believe he lost the election. How could they believe Trump won the election? They're crazy. He made them crazy. They're going to go down the tubes because if Trump runs and wins, we're in trouble bad. We're in trouble now. This country's gone. If he runs, he's got to be destroyed. He's got to lose, lose, lose. Uh, and that's the only way. That's the only way. And, by the way, the 78% number came from a poll that was reported by CC, CNN last week that they performed through their SSRS. Okay. Now, <laughs> poor Biden. I had to put it that way. Poor Biden. 
uh, already ha- more than half of the states in the United States have either brought a lawsuit or announced they're going to bring a lawsuit against Biden's vaccine mandate. So far, 27 Republican governors or attorney generals, you know, have said this: they're doing this or they're going to do this. That's wild. Uh, so many. Why? People aren't worrying about the proper things in this country. People are not worrying about the proper things. Uh, the vaccine, the vaccine, the vaccine is going to save more lives. Not taking the vaccine is going to kill more lives than will be saved. Uh, okay. No, the vaccine will not kill more lives. It will help more people live. Uh, okay, there was a rally. I have to go fast. I haven't got that much time. There was a rally in Georgia, Trump, on, on the weekend. And he still insists, even though the audit result by his ninja group uh, reported last week that they found no improprieties in the Maricopa audit and that actually Biden came out with 300-plus more votes. He says, don't believe it. 57,000 ballots were are at issue and 17,000 duplicate ballots were counted. And then referring to Biden, he said, no way this putz won the election. No way this putz won the election. Well, my friends, that's the show for tonight. That's it tonight, my friends. Uh, Please join me again next week. Till then, good night.